high school sports action is in full effect. It's upon us. Boys and girls golf, girls tennis, boys and girls cross country, volleyball, football, boys soccer, all happening right now. As soon as I started seeing the tweets, kids getting ready, practices, the song that popped in my head, we ready, we ready. You hear it in the stadium, you start jumping, start getting crazy. Yeah, that's what I was doing looking at Twitter, which is crazy, right? But that's how exciting this is. After COVID-19, crazy year, going into what looks like could be a normal sports year, normal school year. Unfortunately, Illinois, mask mandate again. So we got masks, but nothing's being canceled yet. Nothing's being pushed around. No football season in the spring. None of that yet. Hopefully that does not happen. We can get through with the mask, whatever. Just want to play some sports. Just want these kids to go to school on some normalcy. Hopefully we can continue that. Let's keep these COVID-19 cases down or get them down something. Let's just be a normal society once again without a pandemic. Man, that would be nice for all of us, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's what we're screaming at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is episode 197, and it is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. Our special guest today is Troy Bauer. He's the winner of the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship, which was August 7th and 8th. I spoke with him August 12th. Today is August 26th, Thursday. It is about 10.50 p.m. Been editing, doing WLPO football preseason interviews, which will air on the next episode of Edge of Your Seat podcast. We'll have special guest Grant Foes, who graduated from Princeton last year. He's playing football in college. Spoke to him over the summer after a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic senior season with the Tigers. So we got a football guy. Usher in the football season as it starts tomorrow. Week one of the high school football season is August 27th. So why not have Grant Foes usher in the season for us? On this episode, we're going to talk about golf, all kinds of golf with Troy Bauer. His first win, he was pumped up, thanked his family, thanked his friends, everybody that helped him through the way of his career. He's a Mendota boy, and he made history for this long-standing golf championship, golf tournament that has been around since the 1940s. Him and his father, Tom, are the first ever father-son duo to win. Tom Bauer won seven times. Seven times. Troy's got a lot to do to catch up to his dad, but the first ones to ever do it, great accomplishment for the Mendota natives. Know they're pumped. Troy was pumped, and he shares all of that with us in this interview. Of course, we'll get to that. Let's drop the plugs right now. Edge of Your Seat podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website rss.com backslash podcasts with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat podcast. Social media, we're on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. Have any questions, suggestions, want to advertise with us, 
want to say something about something I said, the host, Brandon Lachance, or a guest, want to argue with them, or you think what they said was awesome, anything that you want to say, send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, never least, huge shout out to the man, the myth, the creator of the intro and outro beat, Brian Cavelli. Thanks, my Saluki brother. Mentioned, this episode is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. We got a lot of awesomeness to talk about Shimmer Mendota Ford. It's a community dealership dedicated to being community first. Because it's a small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of General Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Doug Safranic is from Mendota. He was a basketball player of the year in 2003 and is ready to use his knowledge of vehicles to connect with your wishes to get you the vehicle you're searching for. Jason Hintz has been with Shimmer Mendota Ford for six years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Shimmer family. Ski, Jason, and Doug will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead, or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Shimmer Mendota Ford. Kick this off saying high school sports back in action. We got results. We got accomplishments. What we love to do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We're going to start with Monday, August 23rd. We'll go to Wednesday. Lots of stuff happened on Thursday, but I don't think they're all in yet. Don't think all the results are in. Don't want to do half of them. We'll wait till tomorrow to get to Thursday's results, accomplishments, and all the awesomeness going on. So let's start with Monday, August 23rd. On the greens, boys golf. We had a triangular. Hall and Newman scored 181s, but they fell to Sherrard, who had a 175. Newman ended up taking second on a fifth player tiebreaker. So Hall took third. Even though they finished third, lots to be happy for here, especially for freshman Landon Plim, who is showing the dude can golf. He's a freshman golfer. I know I'm going to try to get him on this show because I'm pumped up about what this kid's doing. He got his first career medalist with a 38 in this triangular. Freshman, already medaling. That's awesome. Hall is now two and three on the season. At the Streeter Invite, Ottawa, back-to-back champions. They won the last Streeter invite. They win this one with a 3.08. Jonathan Cooper for the Pirates was the medalist with a 75. Drake Kaufman took fourth with a 77. LaSalle Peru finished third with a 3.30. Carter Fenza also finished with a 75 to take second. Byron fell to Rockford Christian, 170 to 174. But three... Tigers were medalists, all had 40s. Josh Beard, Danny Lynch, and Mason Brandt all had 40s. Medalists just fell four strokes shy of winning the duel. 
On the girls' side of things, Byron also fell to Rockford Christian, 192-198, to but Byron still had the medalist as Emily Neeler had a 39. Also girls' golf, LP shot a 230 against Samanak. They only had two girls, so it wasn't a team score. Grace Annell shot a 51 for the medalist honors. Boys soccer, Mendota went off against Sandwich. 14-0, Yahir Diaz making noise, creating records for Mendota. He had four goals against Sandwich in the 14-0. We'll call it a massacre. I'm sorry, I don't like to say massacre or whatever, especially about two teams that we follow here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. But 14-0 in soccer, whew, yes. Yahir Diaz's four goals. Makes him Mendota's all-time scoring leader. He has 73 goals right now, and it's just the beginning of the season. The dude can do anything. He's going to set the bar very, 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 very high for any Trojans coming up behind him trying to grab that record. Also, boys soccer, Streeter shut out Princeton 6-0. This was Coach J.T. Huey's first win as the Streeter coach believe it is his first high school varsity win as a coach. Congrats to him. Congrats to Streeter for the shutout over Princeton, which is usually a very, very solid soccer program. In another shutout, Newark 3, Plano 0. The three goals for Newark, Angel Pedroza, Angel Fernandez, and Henry Mather. Volleyball action. Morris defeated Joliet 25-17. 25-14 in their first match of the season. Weathersfield, the Flying Geese, defeated Putnam County 25-12, 25-15. Marquette defeated Lamoille 25-3, 25-9. Girls tennis action, Sycamore shut out Freeport 5-0. Sycamore coming off a sectional championship last year. They're nothing to play with. Every single season, they're tough. I believe it was like nine sectional titles, a couple straight. They're beasts. Spartans, nothing to play with in girls' tennis at all. Tuesday, August 24th, boys' soccer. DeKalb shut out Freeport 5-0. Jacob Garcia picking up that fifth goal for the Barbs. Geneseo roughed up LaSalle, Peru 7-1. Volleyball, there was tons of volleyball going on on Tuesday. St. Bede fell to Rock Ridge 25-10, 25-21 in their first match of the season. It was also Rock Ridge's first match. So Rock Ridge 1-0, St. Bede 0-1. I did see St. Bede's match that was supposed to be tonight on Thursday against El Paso Gridley was postponed because of heat. So they'll get back into the gym real soon. Seneca defeated Hall 25-16, 25-1. Marquette knocked off Lexington 21-25, 25-22, 25-15 in three sets. Weathersfield defeated Burrow Valley 25-19, 25-22 behind Emma Ellenberger's 11 kills, 8 assists, 5 digs, 3 aces. <laughs> That's pretty impressive for the beginning of the season. She's ready to go. Irville picked up their second win of the season. They are now 2-0. Good news for the Raiders. You know they love that, 2-0 starting the season. 
Indian Creek fell to Genoa Kingston, 25-18, 25-10. Princeton knocked off LaSalle, Peru in two sets, 25-10, 25-15. That's surprising because LaSalle, Peru is the factory of all factories when it comes to volleyball in this area. I'm sure they'll pick it up. Beginning of the season jitters or rust, whatever you want to call it, you know they'll be back ready to go. Newman defeated United Township in three sets. Like I said, lots of volleyball on Tuesday. Let's get to Wednesday, August 25th. Back to volleyball. Mendota defeated Putnam County 25-17, 25-23. Lauren Martin for the Lady Spikers had 14 digs for aces. In a rivalry matchup, DeKalb defeated Sycamore in three sets, including 25-13 in the third. Boys soccer, Mendota gets its second win of the season to be 2-0 with a 1-0 win over Samanac. They did stop the match in the second half. There was 32 minutes, 45 seconds left on the clock because of heat, the weather. It was time to go. Samanac is now 1-1. They both survived the heat, survived the weather to play another day. Just had to cancel that one a little early. Also on the pitch, Indian Creek. Shout out Earlville. 5-0. Indian Creek is now 2-0-1 on the season. That is always a rivalry between Indian Creek and Earlville, especially on the soccer field. Lots of awesomeness to go on. We are always paying attention, want to know what's going on in high school sports, because that's very important here. Illinois loves its sports, especially the center, northern Illinois Valley portion that we're in, covering 47 high schools want to talk about, discuss, get as many guests on as we can about all the awesome craziness going on around this area. We always have crazy awesome or awesome crazy on this show, including our sponsor, Olson Construction. Like this is the best time of the year. It's warm. Pools are open. Maybe not city pools because they usually close, you know, when school season starts or around Labor Day, which is quickly approaching but the pool in your backyard is still going on or your friend's backyard you're trying to squirt your friends with water guns or hoses or just to try to stay cool because it's hot outside today reached the 90s i'm sure with the heat index it was hundreds me and my loved one going up to south beloit to see my uncle this weekend looked at the weather 94 degrees so it's gonna be hot I might bring a water gun too, start squirting cousins or something. It'll be fun. But anyway, it's hot. The grill's fired up. My trip to South Beloit will also include a cookout. So lots of amazing things going on in the summer, including all your renovations can be made on your home. We all have improvements we want to make on our home, whether it's an inside, on any floor, in any room, stairs, tiling, bathroom, bedroom, front room, kitchen. Maybe outside at the standing level, you see siding that needs replaced, new windows. Maybe you look up, you see something with your roof. You need a new roof, new shingles. Or you look around, there's something with the garage or the shed. Maybe you want to build one if you don't have one. You name it, Olson Construction has the ability to make everything in your house suit you and your family. Olson Construction is a licensed and insured family owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty 
on any job. Not only do brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, formulate, and percolate, time for the percolator, but they also have the experience of more than 10 years to take care of your home renovations from blueprint to completion with your thoughts, opinions, and wishes taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Few more IHSA things we want to talk about. First, they had a meeting and they said they're going to start an eSports season competition, whatever you want to call it. April of 2022, I'm pumped. Who doesn't like video games starting to be more competitive? They play them on ESPN, whether it's Rocket League or NBA 2K or Madden or whatever. I didn't find out until my buddy, the News Tribune in LaSalle's sports editor, Kevin Klum. He was my boss for eight years. Good dude. We're still really cool. We text all the time. We battle it out in big brother drafts, all kinds of stuff that we talk about here on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He sends me a text. He's like, man, IHSA is doing this esports thing, and one of the games is NBA 2K. He goes, don't you wish it was available when you were in school? I'm like, man, I would have took out everybody. Love that game. Pretty solid. I would like to say I'm pretty good. There's people around my friends that can beat me, and I can beat them. You know how that goes. But man... I would have tore it up. Actually, true story, in English class, probably my senior year, had to do a speech, like a how to do something. So I brought my PlayStation, probably a two. It was probably a PlayStation two. Brought the PlayStation two into the English class, put in NBA 2K and showed everybody how to play. I got an A, would have got an A plus, but I went five minutes too long because I started playing the game in class and I didn't want to stop. (laughs) So that's a true story. I've been playing the game for a very, very long time. I think I've owned every single one of them. So I'm happy for these kids that have the same passion for me, games like NBA 2K, Madden, things like that, that they get to play for fun and a competition in high school. I'm pumped for them. Also in this IHSA meeting was a mask update. Yep, you're gonna be wearing them in classes. You are going to be wearing them around practices, maybe not playing, things like that. And if you're not, if you're one of these schools that say, hey, we're refusing, we don't want to do this, then when it comes to the state series, state tournaments, regional, sectionals, then you can't participate. They're telling you right now, if you're not going to adhere to our mask requirements, we are not going to allow you to be in those tournaments. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see what happens and how many schools decide to like, okay, we're not going to do this and we're going to throw that away. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think they're going to give in. They want to give these kids the best that they can. Why not wear a mask so you can participate instead of being a rebel? I mean, I'm for both causes. If you want to be a rebel, be a rebel. If you want to adhere, then adhere. Do what you have to do to let these kids play. Let them have regular classes. Because even in school, if you say, hey, you don't have to wear these masks in school. It sounds like 
that the credits are not going to count, that you are now an uncredited high school for Illinois. These are serious things that have to be taken into consideration when deciding these things. Of course, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't like looking at people trying to talk to them where all I can see is their eyes. And sometimes you can't even say their eyes if they have a hat on or glasses. Or I mean, if you look at me, I probably look like I'm trying to rob a bank instead of work at one. Because I usually have a hat on, I have glasses, and then I put a mask on and you can't see none of my face or my head or my forehead or none of that. It's kind of weird and it's uncomfortable and we don't want to do that anymore. But we've been through this COVID-19 thing. We know it's pandemic. We know people get sick. We know people have passed away. It is getting old. We're over a year and a half now. It was last March, March of 2020. And now we're in August. And we're still dealing with this. And now it's coming back, hopefully not full-fledged, but kind of seems like it. We could say, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. But every time we say that, we see what happens. Nothing. We're still battling the same things. So... I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. I don't think anybody does. We're trying. And these masks are really unfortunate. I don't, like I said, I don't want to wear them. Don't want to see you wearing them. But if that's what we got to do to get through and try to live as normal life as we can in 2021, then that's what it is. Ugh. Couple of big honors, big accomplishments for a couple of Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp, the prospect league team that was in Peru playing at Veterans Park this season. Hopefully they stay around. We have had Coach John Jackamick on. We had Hall graduate Chancellor Sedich, who was playing with the Pistol Shrimp at the time. He was on. We had the mascot, our boy Devin Masters on. We had Trezra Barczyk, who pitched a couple innings for Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp and was going to be a postseason pitcher if they made it. He went on vacation at the end of the season after he got picked up by the team and he came back and they didn't make the playoffs. So he had a couple innings before he left, went to Florida with his brother Ty, had both of them on. They were Barchick brothers. That was a very cool podcast. I believe it was episode 194. We are on 197 right now. So just a few episodes ago, great talks with both Ty and Trez. Anyway, digress. Ryan Earman was named the Prospect League 2021 Roland Hemond Pro Prospect of the Year and the Starting Pitcher of the Year. He did work for the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. Congratulations to him and everything that he was able to do this season. He's got all eyes on him for sure. Hopefully he's listening to Tupac right now because in the baseball realm of things, everybody's watching him. Keyshawn Ogans. Named to the Prospect League Eastern Conference All-Star Team. Congratulations, dude. 39 games, 35 runs, 50 hits, 9 doubles, 1 triple, 11 home runs, 29 RBI, 19 walks, 11 stolen bases, and at the plate, he averaged 333. Man, he did it all. Score runs, get runs in, contact hitter, power hitter, Quick, stole bases. Man, that's what you need on your team. Congratulations to Keyshawn for doing his thing. He's an all-star. We as humans or aliens, I know at least a couple of you are aliens. I know it. (laughs) Maybe me as well. Who knows? 
like to be clean at all times. Have to stay fresh, smelling good, looking good, teeth shiny, hair did, all the works. Well, your car is the same way. It can't be filthy, fungus growing in the back seat, six layers of dust on the dash, coffee stains on the floorboard. No way. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spalding Street in Spring Valley, will give your car the scrub-a-rub-dub it needs and deserves. Mike's disinfects to prevent sickness or the start of another pandemic. Mike's cleans. Get those tough places to reach where all the dirt and grime sits that usually you can't reach. Mike's can. Mike's rust-proof so your vehicle stays hole-free and has no structural issues. Mike's cares for fabric. Extremely important if you have kids spilling everything they touch. Mike's makes the splat of the long drop from the kid past the car seat to the fabric disappear. Mike's is a full body shop and can tend to most automobile needs. And Mike's is now offering pickup and delivery services. Contact Mike's Pro Shop and Sales to schedule a pedicure, manicure, and a freshening up for your vehicle at 815-663-2060 or via email at mikesproshop204 at gmail.com. Football season starts tomorrow. Oof, man, I'm so excited. I am calling games for WLPO week two to nine. Don't have a game week one. We'll be paying attention to everything. After that, calling games every week, getting interviews, all in the mix. Cannot wait. The first rankings of the season, of course, the Associated Press preseason rankings for Illinois high school football has been released. Classes 8A through 1A, 8A being the biggest schools of enrollment, 1A being the lowest, and everywhere in between. The schools that we pay attention to, we had many representatives on this list. In 5A, Sycamore was 4th with 50 points. Sterling, 6th with 35 points. Receiving votes outside of the top 10, Morris received 6 votes. LaSalle, Peru, 5. East St. Louis was at the top of the 5A rankings with 80 points. In 4A, Cole City is 7th on the preseason rankings with 39 points. Joliet Catholic was at the top with 94 3A, the Tigers of Princeton are fourth with 63 points. The Tigers of Byron sit seventh with 34 points. Wilmington was at the top with 96. In 2A, Newman is at sixth with 42 points. And Fieldcrest received votes. They're outside of the top 10, but are receiving votes. And they were first out of the top 10 in the vote receiving teams with 20. Decatur St. Teresa was at the top with 88 points. In 1A, in 1 Weathersfield, the Titans, they were 6th with 43 points. In receiving votes, St. Bede receiving 14 votes outside of the top 10, but right there, they're on the watch list. People are paying attention. At the top of 1A was Moeka Central AM with 93 points. Definitely ready for this football season pumped up. Last season was kind of like a teaser. The COVID-19 shortened, you know, like six, seven games. That was it. No postseason, no playoffs, none of that. Things that get you riled up. 
they were riled up, of course, because they got to play, but not riled up enough to be like, we could win this, we could win that. Conference championships are cool, but that's not getting to the semifinals. That's not getting to the state tournament. That's not winning a state championship. It's not the same thing. Now they have the chance, at least at this point, and hopefully it stays that way. Super pumped, super pumped to be a part of it with Edge of Your Seat Podcast and, of course, with WLPO, my guy, Jeremy Aiken, my play-by-play guy for some of the games I'm going to be covering, and Aaron Pelican. I'm the color guy. Let them do the hard stuff play-by-play. I just add the comedy, add what I see as a sports fan, as a journalist. It's always a good time, ready to rock and roll. Let's go, baby. One more sponsor we have to talk about before we get to Troy Bauer and all the awesome golf stuff we have to talk with him. Got to talk about sister slinging codes and saving you loads. It's not easy to shop nowadays. Store shopping is non-existent or it's a chore to get to a store. Online shopping is where it's at. But what sites do you go to? Which sites are spam? Are you really going to get an item or did you just donate money? Which sites have the best deals? Sister slinging codes and saving you loads makes the headache of shopping much easier and cheaper. The sisters, owners Tanya and Cassie Milas, find limited time deals or coupon codes and share them on their Facebook page. Sisters slinging codes and saving you loads. If there's something you're searching for, send them a message and they'll find it for you. They've already partnered with Amazon and plan to add many more partnerships for the best deals on all items. Through Amazon, Amazon Prime will be needed to purchase an item. But if you don't have it, no worries. The sisters send you a link for a free 30-day trial period so you can get the items you can't live without. We all like cheap and easy to find. What about free? Sister Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads has giveaways. They've already had two drawings and are now working on their 100 follower giveaway. The winner of the drawing, after 100 FB followers has been reached, will receive a bundle of items seen on their page. The ways you can do this? Invite a friend and tag the invited friend on the post. Or share a post. The sisters are tracking all shares. Or order through a link and comment, got it, on the post. And you'll be entered. Follow the Sisters Slinging Codes and Saving You Loads Facebook page to save you money and easily find all the items you're looking for or even the items that catch the eye. Any additional questions, send the sisters a message on Facebook or an email at tccsbusiness19 at gmail.com. Well, action-packed intro, action-packed guest with the convo. Let's get to it. Let's talk to Troy. Hope everybody enjoys their Thursday night. Get into Friday. Football season starts for high school and college. Can't forget about college ball either. Lots of things going on. Hopefully we'll be back real soon with more podcasts. Got lots of guests already recorded, ready to go, and a lot that we're talking to, scheduling times, getting them to talk. Trying my hardest to be more current to things that are going on. Like I said, talk to Troy Bauer, the 12th. Today's the 26th, putting it 14 days later, trying to close that gap a little bit. But we're all busy, right? It's a busy life. Got a lot of things going on. No excuses. We're here for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. In the realm of business, things that we're doing, the 
number one priority, getting these amazing chats, everything going on in our area out to the listeners. So we'll do that, right? Until next time, peace. This past weekend was an annual event I love to go to. Unfortunately, didn't get the opportunity. Had some family things going on. It is summer. Time that everybody's got to book things, schedule things, put events on calendars. But anyway, for our guest today, it was a great event, a great weekend. Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship. Lots of, you know, odds being taken. There was no Vegas, but, you know, just guys talking around who's going to win, things like this. And all of a sudden, the second day of the tournament comes around, and Troy Bauer from Mendota is right there and has a great chance to win and pulls away and holds on and is victorious. Troy, that had to have been an amazing feeling being able to win that tournament. It was definitely, definitely amazing. Uh, I I think at the end of the night, when I finally was able to look at my phone, I had like 50 text messages, everybody congratulating me, had my dad on the bag all day, and a lot of support, so it was awesome. What was it about this year? I mean, you're in this annually. What was it about this year? Saturday playing at Edgewood Park Golf Club in McNabb. Sunday at the Mendota Golf Course, your home course since you're from Mendota. What was it about this year that, you know, helped you out? I don't know. I mean, I can't really say I've been playing more golf than normal. You know, getting married and having a newborn baby at home. I uh, definitely usually playing one, maybe two days a week right now, but I've actually been playing super, super good about a month ago. I probably was saying I playing the best golf of my life and then you know playing once a week it, it kind of just wears away after you don't get the swings in and i played golf actually the week of on wednesday and friday before the tournament and i felt like i found some things in my swing so and that helps a lot on saturday and sunday what were some things that you know you kind of keyed on these are my strengths right. this is what i'm gonna do what were those things oh yeah well i would say one of the main things in the past that has, I mean, I'd like to say I'm a perennial person who probably gets in the top 10 most of the time, but never, not always there in contention, you know, uh, never, I've only been in the last group once or twice, and a year or two ago, I got a new putter, and I'm finally, this year was the first time I've started to feel really comfortable and rolling the ball well, but mainly it was my driver, I mean, all summer long, I've found a sweet spot in my stance and my grip with people that have golfed with me they know I, I like to choke down on all my irons and my driver and I take a pretty short backswing but I generate a lot of power and I found a sweet spot and I was able to swing aggressively so I didn't even though I was choking down I wasn't losing any distance and uh, it really put me in great positions I mean this weekend you know you go over in your head you're thinking about your round the day or two after and uh, I hit 16 greens at Edgewood out of 18, and the two I didn't hit, I bogeyed. And then at Mendota, uh, I struggled a little on the front, but all were good spots where they were easy up and downs to stay far. And I hit, oh, what I hit? 16, I hit 13 greens at Mendota in the back nine, which, you know, is the most crucial when you're trying to bring it home. I actually hit eight out of nine greens. So it was pretty smooth sailing. Definitely. It sounds like it. 
what does this victory mean for you? I mean, a lifelong golfer, you're in this tournament every year, you know, friends, family, all been in this. What does this yeah. mean to you? And I'll, I'll be completely honest with my answer here. It's a bag of mixed emotions. Uh, you know, my dad is Tom Bauer, and back when this used to be the News Tribune tournament, and then, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, it got taken over as Illinois Valley Men's Championship by uh, a couple of buddies of mine, Mason Kimberly, Patrick Owen, and some others. Uh, my dad had won it seven times. He won it News Trip six times, and the Illinois Valley won once and I was pretty emotional after my win because my dad was pretty emotional so he got some tears in my eyes uh, I had so many people out there I mean I, we had people following me from shot one to shot 66 on the, on the last hole and they saw every swing of mine that day and just the support of everyone was amazing and well, I, mean, I said I was going to be honest and it, it's kind of weird I talk with the director the co- one of the co-directors a lot, Mason Kimberly, who runs the tournament. And I always like to give him a hard time. You're like, oh, I'm not signing up this year. I'm not going to do it this year. And over the last couple of years, I have lost some ambition to play individual tournaments. You know, I, I've really, not that I'm older, as I grown older, I'm only 31, 31, I think. I don't even remember. <laughs> I like to play in a lot of like events with buddies, you know, scrambles or play league with my best friend, Nick, and do different things like that. But... This is a tournament that I've been in since I have been old enough to play in it. And it's, you know, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. But don't tell Mason that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's more fun to joke around with Mason and tell him, nope, I'm not playing. Yeah, you know, give him a hard time. And I was pretty emotional. uh, There was a lot of things. I was in a really good mindset all day. I was super focused. I mean... It was kind of crazy. People were ta- talking to me at the end of the day, like, how do you focus and not so nervous? With, I mean, we had 50 carts following us and 150 people probably around the last green. And I honestly told them I literally didn't see one of those carts all day. Every once in a while, someone would come up and give me a fist pump or something, and, and I loved it. But honestly, I was such in a good mind. And, you know, I kept thinking uh, about, like, my wife and my newborn daughter at home multiple times during the day when it wasn't my shot, I was thinking, you know, I, I still get to go home to my wife and my, my baby Maya. And I went to the well on that four or five times during my last round. Every time it brought a smile to my face, so. With your dad and you both winning this, the first father-son duo to win this tournament yes. ever. And it's been going on since 19. 19- 49 like you said illinois valley took over it was 2009 so from 1949 to 2021 never been done until the bowers come along yeah, unbelievable actually uh, mason i was in a group text message with my dad and mason the night after and the day next and we we're talking about it he brought that stat up and just crazy because there's been a lot of good golfers uh in this i honestly couldn't believe it uh, i had opportunity to win it back in 2013 I tied for first with uh, Jeremy DiBernardi, who was in our final group Sunday, and we went to a playoff, and he beat me in the playoff. But, you know, I told my wife, Gloria, I go, I wasn't ready because I had to win the trophy when Maya was born so she could be with the trophy. So (laughs) Nice. And we do have a photo of that that we're going to link to this podcast. Thank you for sending that. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of friends who were like, you should put Maya, like, in the cup. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like, I... You know, put a blanket in there and put her in there, but she's only three months, but she is a wild thing, and she is so strong. She just kept wanting to stand up in it, and 
like not that she can stand on her own but we couldn't get her anywhere it wasn't like she would have just flipped the whole thing over so we had her, her little three month photo session with the trophy and then um, my plan is a year from now right before I gotta give it back I'm gonna take another photo so I get to see how much she's growing next to the trophy that's awesome instead of using a ruler you'll just use the trophy of course yeah <laughs> perfect you know everybody marks the little notches on the wall somewhere you're like no I got a trophy <laughs> that's perfect perfect Another, I guess, newsworthy, okay, headline aspect of this tournament this year's. I mean, Bailey Lear came in this winning the last three. This was his fourth one. He's leading after Edgewood on Saturday. You guys come into Sunday, you take the lead from him, get up by five, six strokes, and hold on. That had to kind of rile you up, but kind of settle you, kind of make you proud, kind of make you nervous, all at the same time. Yeah, there was a lot of emotions. And, I mean, I'll quote myself from a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm the type of person who goes out, and when I play real well, I have 14, 15 pars, a bogey or two, and a birdie or two, and shoot around even par. So, And I even told some of my buddies, if Bailey continues to come out shooting five, six, seven under, I go, I go I'll never win this thing. And, you know, little do I know that a couple of years later, I come out and shoot six under myself, but... Uh, Bailey, yeah, won it three times in a row. No one's ever won it four times in a row. I found that out. Mason gave me another little stat like that. and So it kind of made history with the first father-son, but prevented some history by stopping Bailey. And the, like the first day, like I said, the only two holes I bogeyed were the two holes. I missed the greens, kind of had okay chips, didn't make the putts. And I thought about my two rounds, and I had a lot, a lot of stress-free pars where I think I had – Two times I made par putts. One was about four feet. One was about six feet. And besides that, everything was literally one to two footers. So, which, you know, I took my time and put them in the back of the hole each time. Never missed one. I never had a three putt all weekend. And uh, I was rolling, rolling the ball real well off the putter. I think me hitting my driver and hitting, like I said, I hit so many greens that it gave me the opportunity to get my putter, like, in a rhythm. And that really helped. Did you feel like you had, I guess, green advantage playing in Mendota? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I thought about the night, night before. Uh, Mason gave me a call and said, hey, you ready to run down Bailey tomorrow? And I go, well, we're going to try. You know, I don't know if we can because he's won it three times in a row and he's a great golfer. But I got to Mendota and really hit me on the first or second hole, really. I'm thinking, you know, out of us four in this final group, I'm the person who plays this course the most. I know it the most. I know the reads on the greens. There was um, a time on the second hole where Mason and Bailey both had pretty close birdie putts. And it's in a part of a green where it looks like it's going to break about three, four inches, and it doesn't break it, and they both lift it out on the high side. And, I mean, just little, little things like that. Um, you know, I've been playing the course enough, so I knew – that it was firm, I could get the ball to bounce up onto the green. I mean, there was a lot of holes where normally I'm hitting six or seven irons in, and I actually hit eight and nine irons in because I, I knew I could bounce it up because if you landed anywhere in the middle of green, you're going to go over and over his jail. So played a lot of smart shots, never got in real trouble. You didn't have to worry about get-out-of-jail-free cards. No, the first or second hole in Mendota, I was in the left side of the fairway on one with some trees hanging. I had to play a little low uh, 20-yard hook shot that ran up the fairway and 
just off the green and easy up and down. And two, I pulled my drive a little bit and hit a little good punch shot out of the trees just off the green again and was able to chip to about two feet. So those got me out of my, you know, got me comfortable with my chipping and into the round. And I'll be honest, I was I was actually not nervous at all warming up Sunday. Uh, and then when it got closer, you know, and the nerves, but I've said my whole life, you know, if you're not nervous, that means, you know, you're not excited to be there and you don't care. You know, nerves are a good thing when it comes to competition and with any sport. Actually, more calm on the back nine as more and more people actually started to follow, which sounds weird, but every time, you know, I even tapped in a one-footer or two-footer or hit a great shot, I mean, the cheers were definitely loudest in my corner. That hometown boy, that's what that is. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, there was so many. I could name so many names right now that were so supportive, and I just, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know what it was. It was a zone. This sixty-six is actually my second best score I've ever shot at Mendota in my life, and uh, to do it in the final round of the tournament, just, I mean, my dad was caddying for me that day, and we were such in a good sync, and I was such in a good zone. Every time I struck an iron, I. Uh, knew exactly where it was going, how far it was going. I felt comfortable chipping, putting, driving. I mean, I was just, I felt like I could do no wrong. And really, besides besides one swing where I can talk about it, if you really want me to, <laughs> one swing was the only bad shot I hit all day. All right, now I want to know, what's the swing? Oh, 14 at Mendota is a long par three, about 205, but they actually had the tees on the back of the whites, so it was only playing about 185. And it was a down, it's a little downhill, down, it was down and cross from, from right to left, and there's a creek that runs the whole front part. So I was assigned between seven and eight iron, I honestly don't remember what I chose. I think I had a seven. I mean, kind of having a thing where I need to, kind of lined the ball up on the toe with a club all summer because I'd been kind of reaching on my downswing and getting too close to the, to the shaft of the club and all oh, the dreaded word that no one likes to say, well, I pure shanked it off the tee. Pure shank. Anyone who listen that don't know what that is, I literally hit the ball right off the hosel and it went six feet off the ground at a 45-degree angle off the tee and I mean, yeah, and there was four foot tall hazard grass. Somehow I got over that was on the next hole over. I keep telling everyone joking, like, did you know that par three was a dog leg left? You know, because I went straight right and then back left. And I actually stepped up from like 90 yards. I still had, you know, I was way downhill. I was a way downhill shot out over a creek. I actually stepped up and knocked it to like four or five feet for par and then I missed the putt but it was crazy Mason told me I hit the shot into the green my second shot and a lot of times when you hit a, a shank in golf you overcompensate on your next one and you pull your next one because you, you really don't want to shank it again and he, he's like you know I thought you were going to do that then you hit the shot to four feet he said he walked over to Bailey and says man I thought we were going to gain two or three shots on Troy this hole because they both were in there closer birdie and they only gained one and after that me and Bailey both part in, and that was all she wrote. That's fantastic. I actually know that hole, and I do not like number 14 at all. This might sound crazy. I actually had no idea where I was at all day. Now, I knew I was leading the golf tournament, I, but I didn't know by how much. And I, I kept scoring for everyone in my scorecard, but I wasn't really adding up as I went. I knew what I was at for the day. You know, I knew when I got to one, two, three, four, five under for the day. Uh, I knew I was leading because other guys had made bogeys and I hadn't yet. 
as the crowd started to get bigger the last two holes, you know, I'm walking from the green to the next tee. I actually had to tell a couple people, hey, don't tell me where I'm at. I normally, I just don't know how much. just want to stay focused. And finally, I told my dad, we're going down 18 fairway. And I'm like, all right, tell me now where am I at? I want to know. I, I didn't want to tell him, tell me until I got to the green in case, you know, I had to three putt or I had to two putt or whatever. And he told me I was up four. And I'm like, man, it felt great. I thought I was only two or three, and I was up four, so I was, right then, it was just confident swing and take her home. Well, congratulations, my friend. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a crazy range of emotions, and I, like I said, I, I think just the support and camaraderie that came out of it from everyone meant more to me maybe than the win. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, everyone, just how happy I was and my dad and my friends were for me, and it just felt, yeah, felt awesome. You said you were 31. How long have you been playing golf? Probably 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of the womb playing golf. Yeah, I mean, my dad... I mean, my dad was a better golfer than I am now when he was younger. He played D1 down in Mississippi, and uh, he had me swinging when I was young, and I was just lucky enough to have some talent go, some natural talent go with the skill that he's taught me. And I mean, my, I would probably say my oldest memory of golf when my dad used to actually uh, work at golf courses, he'd have some glow ball nights over at Mendota and for glow golf. And I wasn't old enough to go out in the course, but I was always up on the putting green at nighttime. He'd give me a couple glow balls and I got to put them on the putting green and mess around while others were golfing. Oh, that's fantastic. So you got the, like, uh, the little kid videos like Tiger Woods? <laughs> I don't have any videos. I mean, got a lot of ton of newspaper clippings from back in the day when I was younger, but no videos. As a newspaper man, that actually works better for me. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have the newspaper clipping. Oh yeah, we have a we I have a ton and the funny thing is is during my high school and college career I don't think my dad ever missed a tournament. He has a great golf memory, like and I I have a good golf memory. I get I mean I could probably tell you go back and tell you every shot that all four of us hit in our final group on Sunday. And uh he tells me he still tells me about shots I hit in high school sometime ago. I don't even remember that. So you went to high school in Mendota. What year would you have graduated in then? I graduated high school in 08. All right. And then where'd you go to college? Uh, I first went to uh, IVCC, and I played golf there for two years on the college team. And then, kind of crazy, I went to ISU for one semester. Um, then I went over to England for one semester. Then I came back to ISU for a year, year and a half with student teaching. And then eventually, a couple years later, I actually went back to NIU and got another certification for teaching to teach PE. So yeah, all over Illinois, but Illinois State University down in Bloomington Normal is what I always call my home school, even though I was only there three semesters, which is crazy. <laughs> gotcha. But you went over to England, like across the pond? Yeah, England, yeah. I was a couple hours straight north of London in Leicester, England, which was crazy. I was able to go to Scotland. Ireland. I was in Dublin, Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. We were over in Holland, uh, France. I got to travel a ton, and one of the best experiences of my life, yeah. That's fantastic. Did you see any royalty? 
I did not see anything royalty. I, I went through all the, you know, the stuff in London, though, and I got to see, you know, the royal gems and crowns and all that, but no, no people necessarily that I would have recognized back in my day when I was, I mean, I, I was actually one of the older ones. I was 21. Most all of them were 18 or 19, freshman or sophomore, and I came in as a junior from uh, IVCC, and, but I knew I wanted to do it, so, and it was great. Gotcha. How fast do you think you would have lost a finger or a hand or your life if you tried to take something from the royalty? Uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten three steps. We're on like these, the moving sidewalks, like escalator sidewalks that move and everything was in like bulletproof glass and everything. So I couldn't even try to get it even if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, I like my life right now. I'm not even going to try. I mean, ever since I did that, I'm addicted to traveling, which, you know, last year and a half, two years, I haven't been able to do much of that, but traveling, and I'm a big foodie, I love cooking, and I love eating different stuff, I'll try everything once. We've all went through this COVID-19 thing, you just brought it up, couldn't travel, which is something you like to do, but you told me beforehand, a lot of milestones, a lot of awesomeness happened during COVID-19 for you, let's share what happened, my friend. You know, not just to mention what we've been talking about, the winning the tournament, which is a big milestone personally for me and my family. But I was able to get awesome, great new job, almost literally in my backyard here in Mendota. I teach at the, the middle school. I teach uh, physical education there. So I teach 6th, 7th, 8th grade PE. And last year was my first year there, so it was kind of a crazy year. Uh, super excited school starts up here just a little bit and um actually last year in 2020 on june 20th i was able to get married to my wife gloria and then just this may a little over three months ago on may 9th we had a new baby girl in our life maya nicole so went in the tournament brand new job in my hometown which has always been my goal to get back to my hometown married New daughter, I mean, I'm kind of getting some tears in my eyes just talking about it. I've been very uh, blessed and fortunate in the last couple of years, even though, you know, COVID has been a struggle and there's been times, you know, it's been a struggle for me as well, you know, a lot of stuff, and, but I have had big things happen in my life that's that I could never hardly even dream of and to happen during this craziness has kind of, you know, it's made it go a little easier. For about the last year and a half, I think I've talked about COVID-19 on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and not a lot of positive news, and you come in, out, whatever of COVID-19, like a brand new man in the most positive sense possible. Yeah, a new shiny toy, but like I said, personal stuff, but also a lot of good friends and family stuff. It's hard to say, you know, there was times during COVID, I'm sure everyone dealt with it, where you actually didn't see your friends and family a lot, or even, even your close family. There was times I didn't get to see my parents much. They had COVID for a little bit. Me and my wife got COVID, and all of us were so super careful. We don't even, all of us don't even know how we got it, and we got it at different times, so it wasn't related either, but we were able to, you know, get even closer with some of our best friends, Nick and Brianna Gons, and some others and it was just tough time but good there's a lot of if people really sit back and think about it if you're fortunate enough to get closer with people and not so into tv and video games and whatever things that young kids do if hopefully a lot of people took the time to get closer to friends and family when it was safe and they were able to do so 
That was like message time right there. <laughs> Amazing job for everyone that ran the tournament. I'm, I'm talking the people who ran it, like Mason, Kimberly, and Patrick Goy, all the sponsors, like Prescott Brothers and all the other sponsors. Um, my buddy was all excited because he, he did a sponsorship. Nick Gons, he did a Gons Family Farm sponsorship. He was all giddy about it this year. But both courses were in beautiful shape. Where I played Edwards like four weeks ago, and they just got trounced by rain. And their course turnaround just amazing. Dota looks great. So people on the grounds crew, the clubhouse, all the volunteers that help with the tournament. I mean, I honestly can't say one bad thing, and I can't say enough good things about how everything ran. When you were out at Edgewood about four weeks ago, were you there with Nick Gons? I was, yes. I saw you. I was there. Did you? I, I had just Did you? got done when you guys were starting. Yeah, we actually teed off and we, we joined a buddy of ours because it was like crazy busy, but then we learned there was like a family thing out there that night. Yes. Yep. And like the parking lot was packed and there was all these people then we got like the second or third hole i see kids and then kids and more kids i'm like oh there's some family thing tonight which we weren't in a hurry so we didn't care but i mean if you remember that night i mean i even texted mason about that I'm like man mason it is because i heard they lost their fairway more for a month or so during the summer which sat back and just the rain just smoked that course and like i said the turnaround from then whatever day that was we golfed till the tournament truly amazing yeah because when i was there i mean there were spots like if you didn't watch out it was like you were in a swamp like you were gonna fall yeah. in oh yeah uh, yeah crazy I, I even in my head i and i don't even know if it was three four it might have been only two weeks before the tournament in my head i was like man i don't even know if sunshine's gonna help fix this and they got a break with the weather and the grounds crew obviously worked the tails off i'm glad you gave awesome. a shout out to the the grounds crew they probably don't get enough accolades oh, credit yeah. for what they do 100 percent. i used to work at a grounds crew here in mendota back when i was younger so i i know the effort and stuff people put into it but especially this year and last year with all this covid stuff and new things and you know keeping your distance and oh yeah crazy the work that both courses did, I know, because I see Mendota a lot, and I know the work that they did to get it in shape, tournament ready, and Edgewood to get it in tournament ready. Just, yeah, unbelievable job. Most definitely. Well, Troy, on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we play a game with every single guest. You and I, we're going to keep talking about golf. Why not? Let's do a rank them. I'm going to throw five golfers to you. You rank them, you can go one to five, one being your best, five being the least out of these five, or you can go five to one. You choose. I'll give you the golfers, and you can start wherever you want to. All right, let's do it. The five golfers are Jordan Spieth, Colin Marikawa, Phil Mickelson, John Ram, and Tiger Woods. Okay, so you got Tiger, Phil, Colin, Jordan, and John Rahm. Um... I'll go five to one. Man, this is tough. This is really tough. No, I'm, I might jump around a little bit. I'll get Tiger out of the way and put Tiger as one. Out of these five, Tiger by far has done the most in golf. I mean, golf, what it is today at the pro level, and even younger, you could say, is 
what it is because of Tiger Woods. I mean, back in the day, I mean, that's why Tiger smoked people for you. I mean, back in the day, people didn't work out and think of their bodies. I mean, guys, they're guys just going out there every day, average Joe is golfing, you know, but they were on the PGA Tour. Tiger put in regiments of health and fitness and that just reverberated, you know, to everyone. Oh, now it's going to be tough. Because, you know, you can go by majors. Rom finally just won his first. Jordan has three now. Colin has two. Phil has so many. Gosh, this is tough. Oh, my boy. Okay, Tiger's number one. (laughs) I'm going to say number two just because of his accolades and everything he's done his entire life. And where he is now, just won a major when he is over 50 years old. I'm going to have to put Phil at two. Then it's the young guns. You got John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and Jordan Spieth, and this is tough. I want to say like 3A, 3B, 3C, in no particular order. At first, you know, Jordan came out so hot. Colin, actually, in the last year or two, has come out so hot earlier in their careers. Jordan lost the game for a year or two, and now he's getting it back. But I'm going to have to put it on John Rahm as number three. Uh, I used to not be a fan of Rahm. I more learned it was just his fiery attitude and he, it was more passion than negativity. He's got a short, powerful swing like I do, so I like it. And I don't know. My buddies are going to give me a hard time for this, but I'm going to probably say Colin Morikawa as four and Jordan as five, even though Jordan, when Jordan is hot out of these five golfers, if they go and played right now, if they're all, if Jordan's hot, Jordan would maybe even beat Tiger, but that's Tiger at his age right now, you know. I don't know if you can if you have to put that in stone, but I'll go Tiger, Phil, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and then Jordan Spieth. It sounds like that hurts you, like it's painful for you to say well, well, even well, I've had so many discussions with buddies and rank, you know, and everyone has their opinion. And ranking something is can be controversial, but it can be a very fun topic at the same time. You know, a bunch of my buddies and I, we get together. I was talking to you earlier. For every major, we all put in twenty bucks, and we draft a team in a snake draft order, and we keep four out of the best six scores and pay out the top three. But you know, there's always arguments. I can't believe you picked that guy or this guy. I can't believe you did this or that. But it all, you know dust settles and we see what happens and yes that's fun i do drafts and leagues and stuff about everything i started a wwe fantasy draft oh, yeah. one time like fantasy drafts and stuff for everything there's nothing that can't be touched yeah i started doing fantasy football about six seven years ago and i'm truly addicted to it so yes. and football's coming up so i'm i'm getting to my excited time yeah I do five leagues a year and like two pickums. It's stupid, but I love it. Yeah, let me think. I'm gonna be in two redraft leagues this year. I'm gonna be in four dynasty leagues this year. So, but dynasty leagues, you know, you drive your team, you have them forever, and you know, so those are actually a lot of work in the beginning. But then after that, it's just trades. And uh, I usually do a confidence point league, and then I run a survival pool as well. So. It's a lot of fun, though. Got to keep doing it. It, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't run my survivor pool last year, and I kind of missed it because with COVID and everything, I was just I didn't want to get a lot of backlash. You know, what if you know week one we lose thirty guys, but then the NFL season canceled after week two? Do I give all the rest of the people money and everybody makes three dollars, or to give? Everybody? I didn't want to deal with that, so I just didn't run it last year. Yeah, crazy that the season actually finished this year. So one thing else I want to discuss. 
when I was looking up golfers to put into this rank them, give you five guys, I almost put him in here, but then I was looking at stuff and I'm like, he kind of fell off. At one point, he was, you know, one of the stars that was going to take over golf and top name, and then a year or two later, he's not there. Yeah, I mean, five years ago, I would have ranked Rory over John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and Jordan Spieth, and now I would rank him under, under him. It's crazy how fast things change. A lot of people say uh, when you get married and have kids, you know, your, your golf game isn't the same. Well, I proved him wrong for one year at least, for personally, myself, getting married and having a kid. But uh, I don't know. I honestly thought by now Rory would have five, six, seven majors, and he's got three or three, I think. He just doesn't have the Masters. He has one of everything else. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But like, I, I kind of touched on it before when I talked about Tiger. Back in the day, when Tiger was dominating, there was only maybe a handful of guys that could win every weekend. And I'm talking four or five guys besides Tiger. And now you get a field of 120 golfers. Literally every single one of those 120 golfers could win that weekend. It's not always just the big name best in the world favorites because these guys are just all truly so such pros that when if they get hot and they find their swing and they find their putter on any given weekend, literally any guy can win. And I think that's uh, I, I think that kind of plays into the story of Rory McIlroy that he's been there before, but he runs into one guy like that hot, you know. All right, so let's try this again. It's Rory McElroy. Mc, say it. McElroy. McElroy. Yep. Why can I not say his name? McElroy. There we go. <laughs> now I got it. <laughs> Uh, names are crazy, aren't they? I'm literally the worst person I ever talked to about names, and I'm a teacher. Like, literally, usually during winter break, I lose, I forget half my students' names, and then I gotta relearn them. I, I've been so bad, and my wife's like, stop saying that excuse, but it's true. I used to bartend here in Mendota for like eight years, and I could put a person's favorite drink in front of them before I could say their name to them. My brain with faces and names are just terrible. I can remember faces, and I can remember names. I probably just had to say it wrong ten times before I got it right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get you there. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of names nowadays. Where I'm doing roll call for the first time, I say students' names wrong all the time. <laughs> Definitely, Rory McIlroy. Yep, got it. I learned from you. Teach, I learned. <laughs> Well, Troy, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Talked a lot about golf, your family, awesome news for you in COVID-19 where not a lot of people had positive stuff going on. That's amazing. Thank you again. It has been a pleasure meeting you, talking to you, learning about Troy. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been. I enjoyed uh, all of this. I'm glad you invited me uh, to talk and just whenever I have the opportunity to talk about golf, like I said, a lot of people say I talk a lot. Uh, I like bringing an awareness to golf. Golf's been slow in our area the last couple of years, but it seems to be picking up again in the young age. Um, there's a lot of good things happening around the area with young junior league Mason Kimberly runs again and other stuff. And like I said, any awareness that I can bring to golf, I'm super happy to do so. Mm-hmm.